Welcome to Tashma, the podcast where you get to listen in on Hadar's Beit Midrash. I'm Rabbi Avi Killip. Each week this year, we will hear a Dvar Torah on the weekly Parsha from our Rosh Yeshiva, Rabbi Aviva Richman. Let's listen. Redemptive Relationship Part 2 Leaving and Coming Back Home. In Parshat Bo, we began an exploration of the different stories of how Israel fell in love with God. Whatever our own relationship with God may or may not be, the different moments accentuated in alternate versions of this love story bring our attention to different ways transformative relationship can take shape. Far from a naive picture of the beloved who swoops in to make everything better, Digging deeper into these texts, we find a more rugged texture of how redemptive relationship interfaces with complex realities. This week, we explore the relationship between parents and children, their respective relationships with God, and how these webs of relationship shape each other. Parshat B'Shalach brings us to the second scene of the formative moment in Israel's relationship with God on the banks of the Reed Sea. Instead of lingering in the darkness of Egypt, as we saw in Parshat Bo, this encounter comes in a state of full view and vision, as the people of Israel witness revelation when the sea splits, point, and exclaim, This is my God, erupting in the song of the sea. To be able to point and identify someone means you must have known them before. How is it possible that the people of Israel already knew God? Midrash relates that for the most part they didn't, but some of their children did. I'm going to quote this Midrash. How do we know that the sons thrown into the Nile River went up with their parents out of Egypt? The Holy One signaled to the angel appointed over the water, and it spit them out into the wilderness. They ate and drank and flourished there. Unable to imagine that the boys thrown into the river were left behind, this tradition posits a divine hand of love and care that rescued and nourished these children so they could be reunited with their families. Two distinct versions of how this reunion happens offer diverging pictures of the relationships between parents, children, and God. In one version, these children came back to their families at the crossing of the sea. The first act of recognition in, in this scene is not Israel pointing at and recognizing God, but the children pointing at and recognizing their parents. It goes like this. And when the people of Israel were on the banks of the Reed Sea, their children came in front of them and opened their mouths and said, These are our fathers. It is this moment of reunification when the parents realized that their children were not lost, but cared for, that led them to claim God as their God, the one who cared for their children. Miad Their fathers immediately opened their mouths and said, This is my God, and I will glorify God. Upon seeing their parents enter into relationship with God, These children now sense a new dimension in their own relationship with God. This God who has cared for them is not entirely separate from the rest of their lives, but integrated into their relationship with their families. They give voice to the next part of the verse. Their son said, God of my father, and I will exalt God. 
we learn that the people of Israel leaving Egypt had no prior knowledge of God and that the slew of miracles they had experienced did not automatically lead them to say, this is my God at the divine revelation at the sea. In fact, according to this Midrash, it seems like they wouldn't have claimed this relationship with God so long as they thought they had lost some of their children. Leaving Egypt didn't matter if their children were left behind. What made them open their mouths to want this God is when they realized God had cared for their children and brought them back. Perhaps similarly, these children, as indebted as they may have felt to God, couldn't bring themselves to exalt God so long as they were separated from their parents. Being close with God and being close with loved ones are deeply intertwined in this text. Children and parents don't know each other without God, and each is only ready to fully step into relationship with God when they are also in relationship with each other. A different ending to this story highlights a different dynamic in the relationship between parents, children, and God. In this version, the children raised by God in the middle of nowhere came home to their parents before the exodus from Egypt, and they left Egypt together with their parents. At the sea, then, the children were able to recognize God first because they had already been in prior relationship with God. It goes like this. When they grew up, they would come to their homes in flocks. When the Holy Blessed One was revealed at the sea, they recognized God first, as it says, This is my God, and I will glorify God. The children introduce God to their parents, as it were. The parents can only see God through the eyes of their children. Behind these dramatic tellings of the Exodus story, there are profound implications for knowing the limits of our own understanding of who God is and what might open our eyes to recognize God differently. In this second version, there is what may feel like a reversal from the way we usually conceive of religious education. Instead of parents teaching children to recognize God, children are the ones able to bring their parents to identify who and what God is. The power of this way of knowing God embedded in children and parents losing and finding each other provides a striking intertext to the origins of our relationship with God, where Avram leaves home to pursue God and never returns. If Avram's relationship with God represents the ways we need to leave home, to detach and dissociate from an earlier generation that got God wrong, so to speak, the scene at the sea is a kind of counterbalance, where coming to know God involves coming home. This statement, this is my God, comes only when children come home to be with their parents. At the same time, there is an element of Avram's story here where the children, not of any willful act of their own, have had an experience of God totally separate from their parents. Indeed, there are strands of biblical text and many midrashim that assume the people of Israel worshipped idols in Egypt, not so different from Avram's father. However, quite different than the story of Avram, the children who have come to an authentic experience of God are able to bring that back home to their parents and catalyze their parents coming into a new understanding and relationship with God. What emerges is a dynamic picture of how our own deep learning and identity diverges from and converges with our parents. Sometimes we feel we want to leave behind aspects of our religious upbringing, like Avram leaving home. Sometimes this kind of rupture is forced upon us, like the boys cast out by the Egyptians. When we are open to where these journeys take us, 
and when we are open to where the journeys of our children or parents take them. These experiences of distance can be a source of deeper understanding and relationship. Our own religious journeys might lead us deeper into relationship with our parents or children, rather than making us grow further apart. And our relationship with our parents or children might lead us into deeper knowledge of our own religious identities and our sense of being able to point at who God is. We'll close with a melody by Joey Weisenberg, Yamin Usmol, from this penultimate verse in the Chadodi. Shabbat Shalom. This episode of Tashma was produced by Jeremy Tabak and Sam Greenberg and edited by Evan Feist. I'm your host, Rabbi Avi Killip. It has been a pleasure to learn with you.